Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I feel boring today. What I mean is I don't have Shayla with me, and I don't have Raina with me, I don't have DJ with me, I don't have Miss Jen with me. It's just me. Yeah, we haven't had that in a while. Uh, the story is anything but boring. It is autobiographical again. It's my uh, senior year of college, and this is the second book by Shayla. Uh, next week, I guarantee I know what book we're doing. It will be the second part of um, that series that Raina has already started, Feminized Reunion. And uh, she's actually finished the second part, too. So we're in good shape there. I do promise I have an interview that I am working on that I think is going to happen that will be like the biggest interview we have ever had on this podcast. And that would hopefully be coming up within a month. So stay tuned. Here is the second part of um, Graduating in Panties, written by me and narrated by Shayla Aspasia. Graduating in Panties, written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta, narrated by Shayla Aspasia. September 23rd to October 22nd of my senior year, was one of the toughest periods of my college experience. Nicole and I had plenty of challenges up to that point, but they were always the one hour or one day variety. Who could give the other sissy the best makeover? Who could get the most phone numbers? Who could give the best karaoke performance? They were those sorts of things that lasted for a short while. And then the loser paid his penalty, or the winner got his reward, and we called it a night. That is, until that wild month of dates and flirting. It began simply enough. Sundays I tended to spend over at the girls' place. They had the better television, and Sundays, when a paper or something wasn't due, tended to be the day of vegging. The last thing we watched before calling it a night was Star Trek. Not any of the new spin-offs, but the cheesy-looking William Shatner original. It was good, and it was terrible at the same time, and we loved it. However, every break in the program had the absolutely worst commercials. It befit late-night programming on a tiny local station. When a commercial came on for a new online dating site, Sheila immediately teased Nicole with it. You could really use something like that, she said. I bet you'd find a date. Yeah, I'm sure a picture of me in this dress and makeup would make me very popular with the ladies, he replied. Who said anything about ladies? interjected Wendy. I bet a cute little picture of you like that would make you very popular with the fellas, agreed Sheila. That's a great idea, said Amanda. We're just teasing, replied Sheila. I know you were, but think about it. We could make it a challenge. Which sissies could get the most dates in one month, continued Amanda. That would be so humiliating, replied Karen. I love it, said Deanna. Do you think they can get away with it? When was the last time you were on a blind date? asked Amanda. Me? replied Deanna. Are you kidding? Okay, good point, 
anybody who didn't date their current boyfriend before they could walk. What was your last blind date like? asked Amanda. I went on one last summer. My aunt kind of trapped me, so I agreed. He was nice enough and very cute, but it was so awkward, replied Karen. Why was that? Did you talk to him before? asked Amanda. Yeah, we talked for over an hour when he called to set up the date. But seeing him face to face was different. It's hard to know if somebody is your future husband or your future murderer over the phone, said Karen. And on such an awkward date, how much attention are you paying to your date, she continued. Uh, you're really too focused on yourself, replied Karen. Oh, that's good. This is like the perfect environment for our sissies to pass. The guys will be tentative, not wanting to push contact and not at all trying to see through their disguises, agreed Deanna. Hold on, if guys want to fuck us, they're not going to be any of those things, I protested. Here's the thing, said Amanda. The way these sites work, you're going to be riding back and forth. You can eliminate any guy that you think are just trying to get in your panties. Yeah, you can eliminate as many as you want, said Sheila. All we care about is how many dates you do go on. What should the winner get? asked Karen. I don't really have any bright ideas there. Maybe the sissies do, said Amanda. Give the winner some time off from dressing, said Wendy. The loser should get to pick any of the guys she's dated and go on two more dates with him. Phew, three dates with a guy is a big step, said Sheila. Yeah, third date is the, well, you know, replied Amanda. I hope Erin's not jealous, teased Wendy. Actually, she'll probably be turned on by the whole thing, said Amanda. Oh, that's just perfect. Kylie's got the perfect girlfriend. She wants him in panties more than we do, replied Wendy. I wouldn't go quite that far, said Amanda, laughing at her own joke. Online dating site had a special going on where your first month was free, so we took advantage of that. There was a lot of work to put a profile together. It wasn't just put up your pictures and guys would swipe right or left. You needed your hobbies, interests, opinions on dating, type of guys you liked, and all sorts of personal and professional goals. That way, they could match you up with a perfect match for you. However, based on the number of times that Nicole and I got paired with the same guy, I'd say age and location were the main criteria for matching people. Team Nicole consisted of Wendy and Karen. Team Kylie was Amanda and Deanna. Sheila stayed neutral so she could settle disputes. I answered the site's 100-question test and was really tired of it by question 40. Then we had to select six of my best pictures for my profile and put information in there that we thought would lure a guy to my listing. It was like a focus group. Deanna thought I should put something romantic, like holding hands at the movies, and Amanda wanted me to get right to the point. I walked a fine line between being too cutesy and too wanton. But when the listing was done, all three of us were satisfied with it. I thought Nicole's bio was better than mine, but I thought I had better pictures. I wasn't being conceited. I had just been doing it longer and had more shots to pick from.
I had some where I looked very sexy, but not too sexy. Nicole didn't really seem to find that sweet spot. No sooner did I set my account to active than I was flooded with prospective matches. There were people 20 years older than me, 30-year-old virgins, guys that just didn't seem right in the head. But there were also some guys that seemed to fit exactly what I was looking for. One thing that neither I nor the girls probably expected, I felt sympathy for each and every guy. I had a good thing going on with Aaron, but I didn't kid myself that it was more than it was. And I also had experienced my own loneliness. It wasn't easy to be sitting at home in a dress for two and a half years while the mistresses were going out and having fun. Some of the guys who wrote me sounded desperate, and some sounded like they were excited about the opportunities this new technology could bring them. I made up my mind very early that I would avoid making any guys feel worse about their situation. I would make them feel that they had a nice date with a fun girl, and maybe that would give them the confidence they needed to find that real girl they were looking for. I actually liked the guys who came off as arrogant, or just trying to find easy sex, the best because I didn't care about their feelings. The pattern of communication with each of these guys tended to be painfully similar. The first email was a welcome letter. The guy would introduce himself and say that you sounded really interesting. He'd compliment my appearance in some ridiculously chaste way. It's something like, your smile blew me away, or I feel like I get lost in your eyes. They'd try to avoid doing it in a way that sexualized me. I'd write back and thank them. There were usually a few questions to answer, and I did to the best of my ability. The next letter would be the long one. Sometimes they were pathetic as the guys talked about his difficulty meeting women. Sometimes they were funny as the guy put on a full charm offensive. But whichever way they went, that long email was always full of so many questions. From there, we'd start talking about meeting, but it might take several more email exchanges before we could come to an agreement on our date. There were two types of guys at this point. Some guys wanted to take you to a bar or a nice quiet restaurant to talk. And then those who wanted to make a grand gesture. I did say that I was looking for a romantic guy, so it's not surprising that the grand gesture guys were drawn to me. My first date was Saturday afternoon. Justin wanted us to have a picnic and then go to an art museum. We'd end the night sipping wine in the museum's bar. I've used that picnic thing repeatedly for first dates, and it always seems to go over very well. It was romantic, while costing little more than some picnic food and a few glasses of wine. The girls were so excited about me going on my first date. It had taken five days on the site, but I was in at least in the lead, as Nicole's had a few guys she had gotten close with, but none she had actually agreed to go on a date with. I don't have anything to wear, I said, looking through my closet. You're kidding me, said Deanna. Tell me you're kidding me. You own more women's clothing than any of us, said Amanda. And none of it's really appropriate for this date. You all got me buying mini dresses and things like that. I'm not wearing one on a first date, and especially not for a picnic. He's got a point, agreed Amanda. 
You've got sundresses, though, said Deanna. Something like that would work. And I don't want to look slutty, I said reflexively. Of course you don't, said Deanna. We don't want you to either. What about that purple and white sundress? That's perfect, agreed Amanda. Wear the hat, too. That's not too much, I asked. No, it's stylish, said Deanna. It shows you have class and style. I took Deanna's advice, and by 4.05 on Saturday, I was sitting on his picnic blanket. Of course, I also had all five girls about ten feet away on their own blanket, trying to listen in on our date. I think the girls were surprised at how cute Justin was. Online dating was new, and they assumed he had gone to the computer route because he was ugly. But he was anything but. Throughout the romantic date, I did what I had to do. I hung on his arm and acted excited like I was having the time of my life. It pleased the girls, and it was just the natural way to act on a date like this. This was such a romantic way to spend an afternoon, I said. Well, some guys enjoy romance, he replied. I have always wanted to be swept off my feet. You've never had a guy try to be your Prince Charming? I find that hard to believe. You'd be surprised. I didn't even date guys that much before last year. Why is that? Oh, my dad would never approve of my boyfriends, I replied. I could hear Karen snickering behind me. It's not like I was lying. But she knew there were two meanings to everything I said. The date went from the picnic to the art gallery, to the wine bar. It was actually a great date, and as I said, one I've happily borrowed from as a guy. But around 9.30, we got a bit serious. I've had a wonderful time, he said. I have, too. It's been a great date. And yet, what? Well, you are extremely friendly, and you might just be a very guarded person, but you seem pretty distant. When I went to kiss you, I could even feel you fighting the urge to pull away a bit. Is it that obvious? It is to me, he said. If I'm going to be going all out for a girl, I want her to be doing the same for me. That makes a lot of sense. You are a great guy. And yet... And yet, I'm still getting over my ex, I lied. I'm not ready for another commitment, but this day with you has been really a big step for me. Getting back out there, and I really owe you for it. Well, he must have been a real asshole. Worse, he was a good guy. We just fell apart. An asshole wouldn't have hurt as much. Well, I'm glad I help. I just wish our timing was better. Me too, I said. You're a great guy, and you're going to find somebody amazing. I just know it. I could tell that the girls who had followed us from the place to another were listening in. But they weren't laughing anymore. They were genuinely touched. They had been smart enough to skip the gallery and were already in the bar when we got there. If Justin had recognized them, he probably just assumed they were my friends there to give me support. He insisted on taking a cab with me back home, which was fine with me except, after we hugged, I had to get into my car and drive over to the girls' house as they'd want to debrief. I discovered one important lesson. If the guy rejected me, it was a lot easier for me than rejecting him would be. 
I rented the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Dates and then went out of my way to be possessive and needy. The first date, I'd be telling guys how much I couldn't wait to introduce them to all my friends or my parents, and I'd talk incessantly about past boyfriends. This saved me all the work of hurting a guy's feelings by rejecting him. Nicole finally started getting her dates, and she came up with her own innovation, which I admittedly stole. The picnic and art gallery date I went on with Justin took nearly six hours. That's a lot of time. Nicole was meeting guys for coffee or a drink, and then an hour later walking away free as a bird. And as I still counted, I started making the first move myself and asking to just go meet each other for coffee or drinks. Best of all, because the dates were just an hour in a public place, I could ask much earlier in the courting process. After week one, I had three to one lead over Nicole in dating. At the end of the week two, she led me six to five. At the end of our third week, I led her 14 to 12. With dates lasting only an hour, you could meet a guy for drinks at seven and without even having to change or redo your makeup, walk two blocks over and in the evening having coffee with another. I don't want to say that we had turned the dating website into a science because our goals were night and day from what the client's goals were supposed to be. However, we could go from first contact to date and be done in about four to five days. Talk about speed dating. Of course, I wound up losing to Nicole. It sucked. But I felt like she always had an advantage over me because of her blonde hair. Most guys could care less, and some even preferred my dark hair. But some guys were just totally taken by blondes, and there was enough to keep her dance card full. It was the case of me doing well, and Nicole doing better. I once asked Deanna about it, and she told me that she thought we'd wind up with maybe half a dozen dates each. Instead, we wound up with Nicole getting 22, and me with a respectable 19. Unfortunately for me, that meant I had to pay the piper. Nicole got a weekend without having to dress. But that was just a joke because she didn't have any access to male clothing anyway. It meant a weekend of sweaters and slacks. Not comfortable boy clothes. I, on the other hand, had to go out on a second and third date with a guy. This was no minor challenge. Any guy from the beginning of the month was long gone by now and I hadn't been leaving the door open to future dates with the guys I had been dating. I was left with a choice of somebody who I had dated the previous week and hadn't had a chance to snip the loose ends yet, or to find a new guy. I chose a new guy, even if it meant I was subscribed to the dating site for an extra month. Now, it might not sound like dating a guy three times is all that difficult, but it was. And I don't even think the mistresses had an idea what they were making me do. On every other date I had gone on, I had been happy to not have the guy ask me out again. I actually encouraged it. Now I was going to be doing the opposite. In fact, I was going to be desperate enough to entice him for a second and then a third date. But at the same time, I wasn't going to want to give him any ideas that would lead to high-pressure third date, where he'd decide he'd spent enough time and money and wanted to get something out of it.
I was learning a whole lot about dating from the woman's perspective. Although it was always under the watchful eyes of Amanda and her friends, it was that much more embarrassing to kiss a guy publicly, knowing that five girls would be watching and laughing their heads off. The guy I settled on was a strange choice. I wanted a guy who seemed like he'd be patient enough for three dates and yet wouldn't push me beyond the third. I could get away with the coffee shop for a date one, but after that, these would be real, full-size dates, with all that entailed. I was nervous, but I set my sights on a guy named Keith. Keith seemed particularly infatuated with me, but also seemed as nervous as I was. He said one or two things about his personal preferences that rubbed me the wrong way. And I was glad, because if it was a guy who I liked personally, I'd have more sympathy for him. Our first date was for coffee, and it went well. But it was different than my previous dates, because I wanted this one to get a second date. I made up an excuse about coming from a function at a college, and used that as a reason for looking nice in a skirt and heels for our first date. I didn't want to try too hard, but I laughed and acted interested in everything he said. So I hope you're enjoying the story so far. This is a really short one as the college books go. There's really only four parts to this particular series, but I think it's a pretty good one, and I think Shayla does a really good job. One thing she said that's actually incorrect, this was uh, written by me not with Claudia. Claudia helps me with plotting on a lot of books. She still does, but there's really no need for her to help plot on this particular series. Um, so anyway, I hope you're enjoying things so far. I hope you're having a great week. It's been crazy here, but the sun was out. It was like 73 degrees with a nice breeze today. It was beautiful. And uh, take some time for yourself, please. I realized just how long I'd been stuck inside a stuffy little, you know, little house or stuffy little, you know, business, whatever. I am, um, when the weather gets like this, I really like to write outside. I'll, um, I've got a nice deck out back. And I have a uh, word processor that I can take with me out in the back and just start typing away. And um, this is a great time of year for it. So, whoop, my dog's heard something out there. I will be back next week. I hope you will be too. Take care.